coming up on kings of the rings podcast while willie t and the k murphy are away at aew grand slam king ricky takes things to the extreme as he brings on aj skywalker as well as alexis from down for the count wrestling podcast to discuss and preview wwe extreme rules aew grand slam and nxt version 2.0 plus did king ricky just get a challenge to a fight live on air Ladies and gentlemen, you better hope you have your latest and greatest shipment of Jeffree Star makeup because it's an extreme makeover edition, episode 266 of Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively here on WrestleAttic Radio. And it starts right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Kings of the Rings podcast, KOTR live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and my personal Facebook. If you're feeling, feeling really, really frisky and lucky, of course, I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. And if you notice right now, I have a bit of a, did a bit of a makeover of the show. Will and K Murphy are away right now doing a Grand Slam, not at Denny's, but at AEW out in Arthur Ashe Stadium. So I had to phone a couple of friends. This is episode 266, Extreme Makeover, where we will be talking about uh, Extreme Rules, AEW Grand Slam, and well as a little bit of NXT 2.0 because it's, it's doing pretty good right now. So I brought some people with me. You might know this guy uh, to right over across from me. Uh, with the hat on right now because he's a fr- former friend of the show. Uh, hello, Kavita, how are you doing? He's a former friend of the show. He helped us do a very, very massive WrestleMania that didn't actually kind of happen um, because of restrictions and everything. He is one of the other Skywalkers of the show. He is AJ Skywalker. AJ, welcome back to the show. How are you? What's going on? I am doing quite uh, well. Doing? I'm glad to finally get you back on the show. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to finally be back on on the show when you know it's there's actually like fans and wrestling happening. It's uh, it's been a minute, and I'm uh, really happy to be on. I mean, I was just gonna say that I was willing. I got more <laughs> handsome, but uh, you know, we'll yeah. Go with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go with AJ Skywalker. <laughs> and also uh, below AJ, we have the lovely Alexis, who is representing the Down for Recount a four woman wrestling podcast. I've been trying to work with Down for Account for about a year now. And I remember when we first chatted on on uh, on Twitter, they're like, oh, we should do something. I was like, oh, cool, I'm down. And, they're, and then you guys were like, there's four of us. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> that, that is a lot. Uh, hi, it's great yeah. to be here. You know, um... They're, they're family, they're sisters to me. I talk to them more than I talk to my actual like friends I've known since like day one. And on, I mean, like we're all sisters. We argue, we get along, but at the end of the day, we all love each other. And I wouldn't do this with anybody yeah, so else. So since Alexis, you are the newest um, person to be on the show, we like to play this game that my other host so child- childishly called the first guest game because we couldn't figure out any other way to name this segment. but. This is a segment where we get to learn about you and your wrestling fandom. So, first off and foremost, how did you get into wrestling? What What's that story like? 
Uh, well, I was in junior high, so it was about, excuse my dog. We've had worse. background being goofy. Um, <laughs> um, I actually started watching wrestling around uh, 95, 96. I was in junior high, and I'm 36 now. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been a what, while. What initially grasped you um, to wrestling? Uh, originally, it was because my older brother was really into it, and um, I was getting to be about the age where it's like your siblings kind of start, your older siblings at least, start drifting off, apart from you. And um, I just wanted something that me and him could have uh, a connection with. But like mostly what dragged me in was the theatrics of everything. Uh, when I first saw The Undertaker, first saw Shawn Michaels, like all the crazy stuff they used to do back in the day. And I was hooked. It's just like the storylines. It just something clicked in my brain. And I've just been hooked on it ever since. And I mean, I I love wrestling. And granted, there's times it's very hit or miss with me anymore. But at the end of the day, I still love it. You know, I just when when you're a 13 year old kid, ooh, they're starting this off first. Yeah. Bridal Mega are opening the show. It's a wild thing to do right now. When you when you're just a 13 year old kid and you're like smack in the beginning of your goth phase and you see like this seven foot zombie come out that has like paranormal supernatural powers and you're just like I'm hooked on this man. So you got him wrestling right during the goth phase and right during the rise of the Undertaker. Beautiful, amazing match. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Fires in hell though. <laughs> I blame him and Jeff Hardy for a lot. Of oh my goodness! Stuff. Wait till you wait till if one day you ever meet Kay. You guys are going to click like no one's business. All right. So, with that being said, um, who is your favorite wrestler of all time, and who is your favorite wrestler currently? Oh man, um, this is this is always a hard question. Uh, I always do it by, like, different generations of wrestling, if that makes sense. Um, So I want to say, originally, it was Shawn Michaels. Um, Just, like, the the charisma he had, the mic, everything like that. Um, And then Jeff Hardy became a thing. I love, absolutely love the Hardy Boys, Team Extreme, Jeff, Matt, and Lita. Uh, Jeff Hardy's definitely, if I had to pick, like, my top, one, it would be. No one asked you. They asked me. Okay. Uh, if I had, if I had to pick somebody though to be my top goat, I would say Samoa Joe. Wow. Always. I love, I love Samoa oh, Joe. Nice. One of the most believable badasses in wrestling today. I just everything Joe says and does, I completely believe. It's he's one of my best, my my favorite. I believe him in Up Up Down Down as well. Have you ever watched him Up Up Down Down? Amazing. Yes, he is freaking hilarious, and it's just like personality-wise, it's kind of like he—he's like that asshole that you're friends with, but he—they're not like an asshole to yeah. you though, if that makes sense. They're like the ones that are like trying to like pull your leg and stuff, and it's just like he's—he's he's just an awesome dude. And I—I uh, I had the opportunity—I had the opportunity to meet Jeff Hardy, and that was like. High school crushed all over again. I could barely get a word out before just crying all over everything, including him. I felt so bad. 
But I'm, I'm pretty sure if I met Samoa Joe, I'd, I'd probably just <laughs> and, like, never recover at that Bless point. be the power gamer. Bless be Samoa Joe. Hope he, hope he recovers soon. Uh, so speaking of Samoa Joe and wrestling and finishers, yes. if you were a wrestler yourself, Alexis, what would be your finisher? Jeez. Um, I've always been kind of more like the hardcore brawler, technical okay. kind of girl. Um, I, always, I mean, like uh, I, my default for WWE games are uh, Twisted course. Fate because it's, you know, um, but I, I'm kind of getting more into like the submission thing. What's the what's the one it's called? It's called the, the Mexican yes. surfboard where you cross their legs behind them, you him, and then you pull yes. them up with their arms. I've always had a soft spot for that, and nobody really uses it. But when the people use it, it's done so perfectly, and it's just and, and anything like Brian Daniel or Daniel Bryan or the wrestling, the wrestling vegan. <laughs> yeah, the, the vegan pastor, as, t- as Tiff used to call him during his heel run. Um, yeah, it, it's just like it's. I want. I would want to use something that's not completely overrated or overused but nowadays i mean like if i could flip i'd be doing canadian destroyers <laughs> till doomsday listen no bad, if bad bunny can do it you can definitely pull it off <laughs> hey i gotta give bad bunny credit because i'm one of those people i do not like it when celebrities come into wrestling i know that sounds very old guard but when he pulled that canadian destroyer out of nowhere and him and morrison just did that so well and i was like now i gotta get bad i gotta get bad bunnies probably okay. he's the best celebrity uh wrestler ever in wwe at least second yes. is Stephen amell because Stephen amell was the number one spot at the time um so i think we're almost done with the first guest game uh we have a couple of other things like how did you find out about kings of the rings podcast besides the fact that i dm'd your i dm'd your podcast uh, well, you know, we've been uh, down for the count. We've been, you've been trying to work with us. We've been trying to work with you. Our schedules are just There's always crazy. Seven of us. That's also on. the issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, uh, as I told you all, Janae and uh, Nicole, they have crazy schedules. Tiff is her own boss, so she's out always yeah. making money for her. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and. Um, you know, Nicole's the one who told me about you guys, and I, we've listened to your stuff, and we love it. And you know, it's just, it's very refreshing because you'll hear a lot of podcasts that just like kiss a bunch of ass, but then you find the ones who are like, "Look, we like you, but this is the problem we're yeah. having with you right now." And uh, not a whole lot of podcasts are like that. So when we heard you guys for the first time, we were like, "Oh man, finally, there's like people who are not just here to try to get." senpai to notice them or whatever in facts about, about wrestling whether people want to hear it or not oh yeah we're all about the straight facts i i love messing with the marks i mean i i oh, so it's, oh it's a beautiful thing <laughs> it is it is a beautiful thing so tell us a little bit about down for account how did you guys i mean there's four of you girls that all like wrestling how in the hell did you guys come together because when i i'll tell you this right now before you start alexis when i first got into podcasting um it seems like forever ago it was only like five years ago so but when i first got in I found it was like, it's really hard to find a female wrestling fan and a educated, no, seriously, and then an educated and smart female wrestling fan. And the more I got into podcasting and going through the Twitter reports, I was like, holy shit, there's a crap ton of them. You just got to find them. So how did you guys come together? Yeah. Uh, well, I found Tiff on Instagram in 2018. Um, 
kind of in a vain way. Uh, I only jumped on, I only joined Instagram because I was at a music festival. Um, <laughs> and I was just trying to find pictures of it. And uh, one day, you know, I'm just on the Explorer page and I found Tiff and she was doing commentary on Raw or SmackDown. And she had me rolling because she will like, yeah, she she don't care. I mean, she calls Becky Lynch like fire cross. <laughs> she calls she, she calls it VP like uh, no, what was it? Charlotte gets she calls Charlotte like tetherball tetherball titties. Uh, Mandy Rose for a while was glitter thought. She called Roman past reporter like she comes up. Wow, like, that's that is know, extreme. <laughs> she she's fucking hilarious. I love her, uh, especially when she gets going. Um, so I started following her page and. Uh, me and her just got really close and then I met Nicole through her and then Janae joined a little bit later and uh one day we were in a group chat like a bunch of close people that you know we all talked to we were in a we're in a group chat and uh Tiff was saying something and I was saying something because like Nicole's more of like the indies girl I'm more of like the history side and Tiff is more like uh I don't want to say the mom, but she's like the WWE. So she'll, you know, so we all have our strengths and someone, I forgot which one of our friends it was. Someone's like, have y'all ever thought about starting a podcast? And we're like, like, would anyone even listen to us? (laughs) Like, that's the thing. So um, we just decided to try it. And I cannot listen to the first episode because we were so (laughs) stiff and nervous. And we were just like, hi. Welcome to Down for the Count. <laughs> Thank you. So, so now we come on. It's like, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Down for the Count. I mean, it's like second nature to say that shit now. And, um, you know, it, it, it's our baby. And it took a while for us to to get where we wanted it to be. And, you know, we're very happy for, you know, every fan that follows us, everybody who follows us on Twitter or Instagram, listens to the show even if you don't like us, but you still comment on the stuff we do. Thank you because for the Twitter engagement, Seriously. that's all I have to say about that. Um, and then Janae, Janae came later. Uh, we actually uh, asked people, you know, if you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome to. So our friends can come on. And uh, our friend Janae came on and the chemistry, but she's like, I don't want to do this. We're like, you're doing it, whether you want to <laughs> or not. You can't back out now. But you got five minutes before the show starts. You can't can't jump now and she came on and it was like the chemistry with like all four of us was like really awesome and so we were like hey do you want to be part of the show and she's like well I can't always guarantee we're going to be there and I'm like dude don't worry about it I mean no one's getting paid for this I couldn't (laughs) guarantee my own two co-hosts would be around and that's why I found you guys (laughs) (laughs) and uh she, I mean, she, she comes with the news and stuff, Like she's on it and it's just like, she, but she's actually really good because she, if like, there's a story that pops up, she'll follow, she'll follow the story, whether it's WWE, AEW, Indies, anything like that. If it's something super major going on, um, she, uh, she'll stay on it. And then she has a really good bullshit detector. Like if she thinks like, you know, like what Meltzer's saying, like 1500 people walked out on the Charlotte Alexa Bliss thing that happened on Raw. She's like, that's rule of thumb: never trust Meltzer with WWE news. Never, never. Um, so we're just out here. We're having a good time. Uh, when we started, there wasn't a lot of female wrestling podcasts. There's, like, there still if, isn't. Uh, there's like, uh, 
you know, we're we're not trying to be like, oh, we're going to be like groundbreaking pioneers, but you know, we want women's voices to be heard in wrestling. And Tiff, Janae, and Nicole, they're women of color. They're all they're all black women, and to to them, it's very important to be have their voices heard because their voices seem to get shit on more than me. But I have told them I will gladly use my white privilege to bring down the toxic fan base that needs yeah. to go in wrestling. Like, let me do so. Let me do some good with it at least. Absolutely. Um. So you know, that's one thing we're we're just trying to. We're trying to take the trash out of the community. You know, wrestling's been such a toxic thing for so long. We're all sick of it. And, you know, we're not trying to be leaders, but we're trying to help that change. And, you know, we want to tell girls, like, girls, women, whatever, like, if you like wrestling, start a podcast. Just, you don't even need to make it good. Just get spot, just get a recording device, yell into <laughs> it, and upload it. That's all you Somebody will don't find worry you. about it. It's, yeah, it's literally that easy. It, it's and and yeah, the way people are starving for content, um, you know, that they'll find you if, if you're good enough. If you promote it, they'll they will find you. And and it's so cool that you guys, um, you know, have that representation. That's that's fantastic. And I know, you know, w- with with Ricky and and his crew, Kay, and everything like that. You know, it's the same thing. Representation. And you said the best word, toxic. Wrestling fans can be Absolutely. extremely toxic, and then you throw in on top of it oh my God, uh, yeah. my, minorities, you throw on it uh, gender, you throw on top of it all these other just powder kegs worth of, 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 of toxic behavior that can be there. Um, it's great when somebody's kind of trying to be yeah. above that. Yeah, and I mean, we, I mean, we still get messages. Um, the incels and the neckbeards really don't like us <laughs> because uh, we don't back down. Like, you call me a bitch, you better come with that coming from your chest because I'm going to come right back at you and make you think I'm the biggest nice. bitch you've ever met. Like, I ain't, I, I ain't here for it. And, uh, you know, my, Tiff has gotten some very disgusting things sent through her, through her DMs. And uh, I, I mean, I've gotten threats from i got threats from the bella army they're so nice and cheery um (laughs) i may i may have said their moms so that kind of triggered them but um i was just because i'm like okay you know here it comes whatever but then i was getting threats like um we're gonna dox you i know where you live i hope you get raped which I was just like, okay, Man, that's Bella wow, Jesus. Play. What right. is worse, the and Bella then, Army or the I, Beehive? Really, I, you know what? At least the Beehive will sit down and have sure a conversation with you. <laughs> that's what I've noticed. Well, the Beyonce fans that I've <laughs> ran into. Um, so, let's see, it, I could ignore it, but then they started targeting oh. my daughter, and you don't fuck with my kids. Yeah. So, you know, they started coming at that and then because I was just I was just going to be the bigger person and like not because that's what they want. They want the attention. That's what any trolls want who try to get you anything. They want the attention. They want you to give them their time and energy. But then they start threatening my kid. And then that's like that's game over. Like, I'm not nice anymore. And and then people were messaging Tiff telling her to make her tell her to tell me to apologize 
And if you listen to the show that we did the the next week after I said that, um, I totally went like Samoa Joe and JS Joe <laughs> on them a little bit. I said, Tiff is not my mom. She's not my sister. She's not my gr- She's not related to me by blood. She's not my boss. She's my friend. So the fact that you're sitting here and trying to tell her that she needs to tell me what to do, that's some small, that's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, you really think the Bella Twins would appreciate you sending messages to people about hurting their kids and hoping they get raped. Like, this, that's the talk. That's the toxic part that we need to get rid of. The incels, the this rhetoric that girls can't like women or anyone who you know uh, recognizes themselves as female don't watch wrestling because they enjoy it. There are women who enjoy it. It's like all the comic book guys going, "Oh, where's been all the comic book girls? We've been here, but you guys have been so busy with your own <laughs> head up your ass. You Amen. haven't seen us, and now we're taking over, and you don't like that." Well, we're not going anywhere. We've been in in the shadows for almost twenty years, and now we're coming out, and we're not yep. backing coming down out from y'all anymore. Coming we're out like the Dora Milaje and Black Panther, man. Nice. <laughs> we ain't we ain't we ain't dealing with this shit anymore. Like my my daughter loves watching wrestling, and I'm just you know we took her to a um, NGW New Generation Wrestling show here in uh, Knoxville a couple Shout months ago before game. school started, and and. He, <laughs> See, that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> Mayor Jacobs needs to get his shit together. That's all I'm saying. Um, but she she had a blast. Like, she was screaming, yelling, had such a great time. And I don't force her to watch it with me. She she wants to watch it with me when there's no school. She does. And I was so proud of her because at the end of the main event, she runs right up. Didn't have to ask her anything. She runs right up to the to the ring and you know they do the hand slapping like as the thank you thing like the final hurrah she's just up there slamming her hands down on the ring and i'm just like parody <laughs> moment right there you know <laughs> there like, you go yeah. there you go all right so we we do have to move on but i love hearing all of this stuff and i definitely want to hear more about your wrestling fan because it's you have stories among stories which is fantastic however we do need to ask you the most important question of the first guest game. AJ might remember this. Um, there is no right or wrong answer. That's the lie I'm going to tell you about this, but I just want <laughs> I just okay. want you to answer as naturally as you can. Alright? So are okay. you All right. team slack or are you team fuck you slack? Uh. Answer naturally. Uh, no, no, we do, we do not allow neutral, now, neutral? Ever, ever since we let go of Dave. <laughs> I guess there is a wrong answer then. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There you go. There, there you go. go. One more for the good guys. I hope Slack listens to this. Uh, <laughs> there's a long story. There's a long-standing story about us and Slack, and it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful. It's go back into our archives. <laughs> I'll have. To, uh, I'll have to hear it later. Episode eighty one, if I remember correctly. Uh, awesome. It came up on my it came on my iPod the other day. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I have a clip saved. Oh my god, ah, oh, Slack. What a what a funny buddy. Anywho, which we do have to start talking about some current things in wrestling. And one of the current things in wrestling that is going on is that this Sunday 
is Extreme Rules. <laughs> surprise, surprise. One of the one of the poorly promoted pay-per-views of the year, which used to be one of the most important pay-per-views of the year, depending on where the hell they put it on the card. Uh, last year was like, a, or a couple years ago, it was a horror show. Uh, a couple years, it was like right after WrestleMania, all this stuff. But Extreme Rules is here. It's happening. Uh, we're going to talk about it real quick. And the first match we're going to talk about is obviously the Extreme Rules match, the only match that has a stipulation at the current moment. Uh, we have the the tribal chief, the head of the table, the man who needs to be acknowledged whenever he takes two, two steps anywhere, uh, Roman Reigns with his skeevy, conniving, greatest manager of all time, Paul Heyman, along with NXT's favorite demon, Finn Balor or Demon Finn, AJ, does Demon Finn even have a chance here? No, <laughs> no, he doesn't have a chance. He doesn't have a chance. And, and all right, so let me, let, 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 let's just cut right to the chase. The fact that the WWE actually brought back Demon, which is honestly one of the biggest things Finn has ever done. It's one of his most over gimmicks that he has that's yeah. unbullet club related. And they brought him back just so he can job out to Roman Reigns. It, it, it just it makes absolutely zero sense to me. Because we all know WWE blood money, I mean, the, the one in Saudi Arabia, is coming up in a couple of weeks. October 21st, I believe. So... Happy birthday! Yay! You get the main event. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> I get to see Vince get back. I get to see Vince get back on my birthday. I hope, hope you're not a Mets uh, fan. We know Roman is. They already announced. They already know Roman is gonna wrestle Brock at. So, unless Roman is gonna drop the title to Finn here and then win it back before Crown Jewel, you know that match against Brock is gonna be for the title. So really, them bringing the demon back now is the dumbest thing out of the dozens <laughs> of dumb things WWE has done. And so, so Alexis, I saw you when I was mentioning uh, the tribal chief, uh, your tribal chief. You know, your your head of the table, um, it's the you, the person you need to acknowledge. He ain't <laughs> acknowledge. my tribal chief. What what is your he ain't my tribal Roman? chief? I I don't. I mean, okay. I don't got a gripe with Roman. I just don't. That just screams small dick energy to me when he's when a man just like, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. Just from a female point of view, it's like, motherfucker, no. Like, you, no. Like, I just, I, I always been like kind of like weird with Roman. Um, I always kind of stayed out of the arguments. Like, when like he was over, like, we all know Roman was overbooked oh, yeah, or whatever. Um, I just don't like him. I just don't like Paul Heyman. He's he's an acquired um, taste. It's, he's very, Paul Heyman's very northeast. <laughs> he, uh, I have I, I I was a kid who watched ECW, and that was like, if I ever became a pro wrestler, that's where I would probably have ended up because WWE would not wanted <laughs> someone like me. But um, but for the final days of of ECW because of him mm. uh and if, if i'm gonna pick a tribal chief i'm going with samoa joe at least but like you know someone who didn't need his cousin to try to get him over but that's just near here or there yeah. and the one time that he's actually over and the one time i want to see roman versus brock i'm gonna have to watch it on replay but be it as it may uh lex do you think roman leaves extreme rules with the title 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's fighting Brock at Blood Money Central. Guys, it's called Crown Jewel. Is it called Crown Jewel this year? Is it Crown Jewel? Maybe. <laughs> I think yeah. it's Crown Jewel. That's the, only, that's the only show I refuse to watch from WWE. Uh, I, we, I we've we've had, oh my God, we've had hella epic arguments about that uh, years ago when they first started doing it. But they're there for another, like, what, five more years? So <clears throat> get used Mm-mm. to it. <laughs> Triple H screwed up so bad. Hey, listen, Triple H isn't bad enough. He had some heart issues. Hopefully, you get better, Triple H. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, moving along to 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 a match that I don't know if I'm going to be entertained by it, if I'm going to be weirded out by it, or if it's even going to be a match at all. We have the Raw Women's Championship, uh, Charlotte Flair, everybody's favorite person in the whole wide world, uh, versus the demonic. Insane, kind of cute, kind of bitchy child, uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, speaking of Alexis and Alexis, uh, does Bliss dethrone the queen? I think she's going to. Um, on popular opinion, Charlotte is a paper champion. Ooh. She can't. She. I've said it. I will die on that hill if I have to. Um, her reigns, or we all know that they're trying to pad her reigns up to be the same amount as her dad, but people tend to forget that was across the board from different companies. It wasn't just WWE. It wasn't just WCW. And it actually has 23 world um, titles. There's only 16 that are recognized. Exactly. Uh, that was before record books were invented in ancient <laughs> wrestling. Um, I bliss uh I, like our <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> um, bliss actually hasn't had the women's title in about three years. Um, if you really think about it, she had the women's tag titles, um, which I think she and Cross really helped build them up. They were actually one of the only few teams that actually could do that for them, I think. And I'm not a big Alexa Bliss fan, like at all. But I think she's going to win because the backlash on Charlotte that happened after um, SummerSlam, I think people are waking up and realizing they're sick of seeing Charlotte Flair as champion every time you turn around. Sorry, Don't I have my it. dog back in. Um, okay. And uh, she hasn't had the title in three years. And honestly, I wouldn't mind her seeing it. And there's, I'm telling you, there's nothing scarier than a demonic little child. Or at least when a child is possessed. Yeah, and I mean, Bliss has been getting some very positive reactions with her promos against Charlotte. She's getting a lot of positive reactions uh, on the live tours. So, AJ, is there any hope for Charlotte here? Um, There's always hope for Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte is one of the more protected wrestlers in the WWE. Um should Charlotte drop the title to Alexa? Yeah, I, I think Charlotte should drop the title to Alexa. I think Alexa needs a little bit more depth behind her character besides just being this weird kind of fiendish, adjacent character that she's been. So giving her a, a little title run, even if it's just to give it right back to Charlotte, which seems to be the booking strategy for the WWE, I think would just add a little bit more depth to Alexa at this point. But um, I would not be shocked if Charlotte retains and, and they move her to the next thing, especially considering the draft is coming up and that can bring a whole bunch of new challengers over to the Queen. So um, I think Charlotte does retain, but I, I, there's definitely a world 
where I think Alexa. Yeah, my heart goes with Alexa, but I think Charlotte will probably retain. The draft is coming up, so why take it off Charlotte right now when she can probably move somewhere else with it? But who knows? Uh, moving along to a, a very, very interesting other women's match. Um, Bianca Belair, the the golden child that got screwed at SummerSlam versus Becky Lynch, who I don't know what the fuck she's doing these days. Um, in what you would call maybe a rematch from SummerSlam for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I've gone at nauseam about how I despised this moment at SummerSlam. I thought it was absolutely horrible, and no one looked, and no one looked, one. and no one looked yeah. good. Barely Becky, but she just she got no. a pop, you know. Um, just like that, <laughs> yes, dog, pop, just like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. So, so right. I this can Bye. go many a different ways. Obviously, like you said, the draft is coming up. AJ, um, I want Bianca. I think the world probably wants Bianca, but can Bianca overcome the the stardom? Of of Becky Lynch, AJ. What do you think? Uh no, I don't think it can. I I think Becky is, you know, this is such an important time for WWE. I mean, we we make the joke about Crown Jewel. Clearly, that's an important aspect for it. And they will probably do what they did the last time and at least have one women's match on there. I would not be surprised if that includes Becky. Um, because she is the biggest name in in the division, um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Char- uh, not Charlotte. <laughs> is that uh, Becky retain? Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Becky retain here. Um, I hate uh, you. Kind of alluded to it. I, I hate whatever it is that's going on with Becky's gimmick right now. She's trying to do this whole, um, you know, wrestling female Conor McGregor yes. character, and it's just. It's it, there's nothing organic about it. Um, you know, when Becky did her run as the man, it was organic. It was the same way of Kofi Manny. It was the same way with Daniel Bryan. It was just an organic mm-hmm. thing that happened. And once again, WWE. And I know I sound like I'm trashing WWE right now, but fucking <laughs> right WWE right now. They micro they micro piece, they micromanage they micromanage the hell out of this, and they completely watered down everything that was good about the man character so um you know she was more of a female stone cold team boston than this ridiculous uh you know conor mcgregor type character that they have going on the only thing i'm hoping is that they at some point put her with seth who has an equally equally ridiculous character right now and that would be hilarious but that's the my difference problem. is seth is brilliant at what he's doing right now <laughs> Oh, I love Seth him. is absolutely brilliant. Um, He's got the whole Joker thing going on right now. Wow, well, Chef's kiss, yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Alexis, who's who's t- who's coming on with this title? Bianca, I'm gonna be honest. Bianca better win, or Knoxville's gonna burn <laughs> everything down to the fucking ground. Like, uh, honestly, when that when that crap happened at SummerSlam. I turned off my TV. I didn't even watch the rest of the show. I was just, I was so done. And I see, I liked Becky when she yeah. did the man thing, when she was the man. Like it's, it had, like Hugh said, it was organic. It's like what AJ said, it was organic. They, 
it was the frustration because everyone just saw her as Charlotte Flair's little friend or little buddy or her tag along or whatever. And she finally snapped and started just, you know, going off on Charlotte Flair. That's great. She comes back and it's just like, she's like my title that I, I'm like, you never lost the raw women's title. I know having a kid caused your brain to go crazy and you forget (laughs) stuff, but did you forget which show you walked away from? Um, I think it's real bull. I mean, I understand she was gone having a kid. And, you know, again, as a mom myself, you know, I support all moms who are in wrestling because they're living my dream. Um, I, I was not happy with her coming back. I was not happy that, you know, Bianca got screwed. They didn't even have a match. It's like, it was like what Kofi, what they did with Brock did to Kofi. They didn't even let her get one punch in. Oh, that's cool. What the fuck are the young bucks? Something wearing? ridiculous, probably. <laughs> you are a grown ass man wearing that stuff. Like, wow. It's okay. okay it's sorry, okay. We 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 um, we have to we have to talk about crimes of fashion, obviously, since the fashion police are no longer a thing. But, but I, I I think Bianca's got to win because I think. Because everyone's like, well, how come SmackDown hasn't had women's match? I think, honestly, they know they screwed up. Like, you know, they're 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 kind of in a bind right now. Because if Becky wins, we're going into Survivor Series. If Charlotte stays on Raw, or either way, we could have Charlotte versus Becky for, like, the upteenth hundredth time again. Or we could get something new with Bianca. I would love Bianca versus Charlotte. At Survivor Series, especially since it's going to be in Brooklyn and I'm going to go there. Um, (laughs) Yep, yep, tickets are on pre-sale, but I know how to get them right now. Um, I would would love to see that. I think the issue right now uh, is at some point, if the SmackDown roster stays relatively the same, they have to answer the banks in the room. And it's what is going on with Sasha Banks. That is a big hole in this entire feud. You know, Banks disappears, is not around. Rumors are staying because of the whole vaccine thing and blah, blah, blah. She's kind of just holding out. It's, this is all unconfirmed stuff um, here. But at some point in time, also the Mandalorian season is coming up as well. Shout out to Costa Reeves. Um, what's up, Certified Hustler, whoever you guys are. Um, so, so at some point, you're going to have to answer the Banks thing. I think Banks is a big hole in this. Um, because I wanted, I wanted Banks Belair too. I was so hyped for it. And then we got Becky, but, eh, you know, it, it is what it is. Bianca does need this one. She needs to get some sort of sign back and maybe Sasha comes back now and beats her ass. Who knows? But don't be surprised if Becky, you know, kind of retains us. So let's move on. <laughs> Or is somebody repping TNA's Trevor Murdoch uh, <laughs> right now on the chat? Okay, Certified Hustler, I love your style. Uh, up next right now, we have a surprising triple threat with the man who won't die, Jeff Hardy, uh, versus the guy who's still in a bar fight, Seamus, versus, um, crap, Damian Priest, who is freaking amazing. He, Although he is like, um, for my basketball geeks, he's like the Scottie Pippen of wrestling right now, just with the T-Bass voice and everything like that. So, Alexis, I'm, Alexis, I'm going to throw it to you. <laughs> Who makes that alive of a strip of It's going to be a fun match. Sheamus is an underrated worker. Jeff Hardy's Jeff. Damien Priest still, looks, yeah. still needs to look strong as the young, as a young champion here. So, is there hope for Damien Priest coming out of this? I, I think they're going to keep the title. Watch my rain dog. Thank you. Uh, sorry. 
back again. Uh, I think da- Damian. I think they need to keep that title on Damian Priest um, until the draft. I think Priest has been doing a good job, and he's what the U.S. title should be. It should be like for the new guy working the way up. Because if you remember, it used to go U.S. title, Intercontinental title, and then like the big heavyweight titles. Um, I think he's going to come out top. Jeff's doing his thing. I'm not disappointed that Jeff's like win loss history has been great lately. Um, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He said, keeps saying he's on his way out. So who better than to put over new talent than somebody like Jeff Hardy, who's been in that situation where he was in the WWE since he was like 18, 20 years old, something like that. Um, and then you got Sheamus. Sheamus is on his way out too because he his that thing that he has is uh, the concussions or the neck thing or whatever he's got going on. Um, he's doing he's going until he just can't wrestle anymore. I think it's going to go to Priest. And I think it's going to be a hell of a match though, no matter what. Especially Jeff. Jeff brings it all when it's match stipulations like this. So as long as he. Away. Speaking <laughs> of real humor now, I think I have heat with this guy named Certified Hustler. He's challenging. <laughs> he's challenging me to a fight for only a grand. Like I am, I am worth more than a grand, sir, for a title fight. He's like, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that you're gonna have me trending and Kings of the Rings podcast trending. Please at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. By all means, talk shit about me. Get my followers up. Please do whatever you need to do. <laughs> you know, but he's still going on right now. He's seventeen hundred. He's he's literally trying to promote himself, but having me trying to. He's he is cutting a promo. Right this now, is yeah. this is amazing. But like, hey, love it. Shout out to uh, Trevor Murdoch for dethroning Nick Aldis as NWA World Champion after what, like a thousand. <laughs> Someone's got to take it off like of all this so we can sign with WWE. My God. <laughs> No. I don't think he's going there after they treated his wife. Yeah, we're yeah. so close on getting all this. It's okay, Mike. I haven't even I haven't even read this. So like, let me read it. Uh, real professional wrestling. A real. It's got to be a Trevor Murdoch mock. It's great. Who is truly O'Keefe? Like I don't know these people. We, we love press. <laughs> this is great. This is amazing. I'm 16 and two in street beefs on YouTube. Like, how do you how do you fight on YouTube? Is this like <laughs> is this like drunk history? Like, what was that? Um, I guess I have that real brother? heat. This is amazing. <laughs> He's 16 and two, but like, literally, if you make it 10 grand, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> I'll consider it wow. for taking fun my next trip to WrestleMania in Dallas, then maybe I'll do it. Certified hustling. Yeah. So if you nice. ten grand of and I can do is, you know, wham bam, thank you, man. Whatever. It is what it is. But let's let's move on to to some real wrestling here. Um shout out to NWA, but uh the Street Profits, the men with the red cups, versus the Usos, the members of the bloodline. Uh AJ, who you got here? Uh, the Usos. I feel like, you know, they just got the titles at this point. I, I think there's going to be some new teams that we're going to see in the equation, uh, coming out during the draft and everything like that. Uh, the Usos are, are firmly connected with Roman Reigns as far as their, um, their storyline is concerned. I, I see the bloodline staying on top for a little while here, uh, and the Usos holding onto the belt. So, um, you know, no disrespect to the street profits. I, I just, 
feel like this is a match to just kind of continue the bloodline's dominance. Wow. <laughs> and apparently, guys, the, the, the video of him bashing us is going to drop in 48 minutes. I cannot wait to not watch that video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just here. What kind of beef you got with me, I don't me, know. Man? Like, He's shit. a really big Trevor Murdoch. Thousand out of my pocket. Like I said, ten grand. I I, I get out. I'll get out of bed for ten grand. Give me that. Give, get, at least give me that certified hustler. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so Alexis, as we move on here, who do you got? Who do you got for this right now? You got the Street Profits, who, by the way, are tall men. I've met them before. Or do you have the Bloodline? As much as I love the Street Profits, and I love Montez Ford, and I would never take a hard <laughs> splash from that man ever. I don't care how that hang time and air time he gets scares the shit out of me. Like, that's inhuman. Like, I don't know how he does it. Uh, just for storytelling-wise, going into Survivor Series, I'm just going to say Fair. the Usos. But, I'm gonna th- but I think it's going to oh, be yes. a really good match. So I'm not – Oh, you yeah. Know, even if the Street Profits don't win, we're not going to walk away disappointed. And what I'm actually looking forward to is Survivor Series because it looks like they're going to get this shit back on track this year because we could either have New Day versus a reformed Hurt Business or New Day versus the Bloodline. Yeah, we kind of teased it, but above all things Survivor Series, from what I've heard um, from months ago, things might get a little bit electrifying. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Uh, moving on to the final match on the card right now. And by the way, we've upped it to five grand. Like I said, I only get out of bed for 10 grand, so keep that going up. Um, we have Carmella, the most beautiful girl woman in WWE, self-proclaimed, versus Liv Morgan, the emo goth, whatever she is, however she's feeling at the moment. Um, she's like emo goth, Dom. Who knows what Liv Morgan's doing on any given day? Um, Alexis, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Both of them need to get smacked across the face <laughs> at this point. I'm so I'm so tired of Liv looking like after every single move she does, she's gonna cry. And it's not because of the tear things, like it looks like she like everything she does, she's gonna cry. She she's still young, so I'm giving her I'm giving her that. I think she's got great potential to be really big. I mean, she's only what, her mid early early twenties, early mid twenties, something like mm. that. Yeah, I think mid twenties. So she's got time. Carmella, I have an issue with her. If I'm so tired of the pretty bitch character, just be a bitch. Stop, like I can't buy what I can't buy what she's selling with this character. And I get it; she's trying to be like the mob boss wife or whatever. I don't buy it from her. And for a while, she was improving, and then she's like she's regressing again. And it's like stop relying on the fucking super kicks and actually do something. Yeah, super kicks are so played out. I blame the young bucks for this. I mean, it. I I do too, honestly. I blame <laughs> the young bucks for a lot of things that are wrong with pro wrestling. But she like, I, this isn't going to be a match that I don't care if I'm going to miss or not. But Liv needs to stop like looking like she's going to cry, and Carmella needs to figure out what the hell she's going to do because running around saying you're the most beautiful woman in the WWE. Okay, I still chose Shayna Baszler over you any day of the week. You've got to explain this. I feel like a lot of girls that I've interacted with or even know personally have this kind of secret but not so secret Shayna Baszler fetish. What is it about Shayna? I have to know. Um, I know personally... (laughs) I know personally with me, I've always been... um, And I kind of got this... I think I got this from my brother a little bit. I know this sounds weird, but I've always been attracted to women who could kick my Mm. ass. 
but like but on, on the same coin like i know if like someone was trying to fuck with me she would be like the first person to throw hands and like i i think that's i just that's what i like and she's just she's not overly trying to to make herself like she's yeah. just who she is and you know i i think when she came out when they first when nxt was invading oh. survivor series she comes out she's got her hair down the leather jacket when she came out from the crowd i'm like this is a very good looking woman and i'm i'm not even gonna <laughs> damn like she could kick my ass and murder me and i go out with a smile <laughs> uh you brought up you brought up one of the best one of the last great storylines of wwe the nxt invasion uh was a beautifully done storyline which all happened on a whim because they couldn't get flights out of saudi arabia in time <laughs> Whoa. I will. What's that? What was that match? It was versus Adam Cole versus. Oh my goodness! And they called everything because he just got there like the that morning. (laughs) Like they were like, "Hey, we're putting you up with him," and he's like, "Okay." He's like, I don't know what, and it's like, what was the other one? Um, to me, this is the sleeper hit was Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Mm. Ziggler. That was a great one. I think that that was like a sleeper hit because no one was expecting that to be yeah. that good. Like, Champa really brought out the, like that. That was a yeah, that I week. Seen in a that while. week of so, that, that Survivor Series leading up to that immense Survivor Series itself made Adam Cole an absolute megastar in everybody's eyes. Yes. All All, across the world. I was like, Adam Cole's a top five wrestler in the world at the moment. Uh, But that is all we have for Extreme Rules. And don't worry about missing the Carmella and Liv Morgan match. It's probably going to be on the pre-show. But now that we're done with the Extreme Rules card, uh, final ratings. We're going to give you guys a chance to crown this with one being uh, least favorable and ten being most favorable in crowns. How well do you think this pay-per-view will be? We'll start with you, Alexis. One One to ten crowns. How well do you think Extreme Rules will be? I'm gonna have Ooh, to give okay. it a five. All right, right in the middle. Right in the middle. There, there is some potential for really great matches, especially the Street Profits versus the Usos. Um, but I don't. It's extreme rules. They never do extreme enough stuff. Like if you call it extreme rules, I want more than just like a kendo stick on a pole match. I want something more. <laughs> do you want the Do you want the asylum match? Or, like the the cake. <laughs> I just if it's like I want table matches, I want like ladder matches. What about I the want, stairs match? You know, stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That was awful. That was I want to say it was Kaden Big Show. I'm not sure. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been. I, I, it's Kaden Big Show match. Was anyone really watching <laughs> it to begin with? Um, no, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it because there's potential for some really great like Damian Priest, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, Usos and the Street Profits. Um, you know, I think Finn and Roman some BS is gonna happen because we know who's going to defend the title to Brock. But I think Finn's gonna make Roman bring out the best, and maybe that's why they asked to bring out the Demon, or that's why he came back with the Demon. Because if they're going to get at least one match out of him before he goes to Saudi and face Brock, why not have, like, your top guy try, like, be pushed? I just hate seeing the demon lose. AJ, what are you, you going to rate this right now? What's your prediction? 
I don't have very high hopes for this pay per view, so I'm going to set it at uh, I'm going to set mm. it at four crowns. Um, and more, it's it's not just about you know what's on the card; it's what's not on the card. I mean, Biggie just won the championship, and he's not on a pay per view card. You figure this would have been a perfect time for them to do a Bobby Lashley yeah. Biggie rematch, and they're not doing that. Um, Seth Rollins isn't on the card. Uh, Sami Zayn, who has something going on right now with the Mysterios, he's not on the card with the Mysterios. Um, you know, all, you know. I love the fact that they have three women's matches on the card, but do we really need Liv versus Carmella? You just crowned new women's tag team champions. Why are they not on the card over them? Um, so it, it's more about what's not on the card as opposed to what is on the card. It just feels like a, a very special edition of Raw. It more than likely so, might be. I, I think, I, I feel like they're also playing it safe because the draft is yeah. coming up as well. The draft, you have the Saudi show and then you have Survivor Series, which blink and it's going to be here. So this is, this is kind of the pay-per-view that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because you have other major events that are going to shake up the landscape of WWE, and I know that sounds like something that they would say. It's because that's where I stole it from. <laughs> that's exactly what they're going to say. Exactly, because <laughs> that's exactly what they're going to say. I'm going to be optimistic and give it six. Not expecting much, but at least room for me to be impressed by something at the moment. So we're at the halfway point right now, so we're going to take a quick quick three to five minute commercial break when we come back i'm hoping to get this bet to at least 10 grand from certified hustler (laughs) (laughs) big money big money big money big money so that i can pay for my wrestlemania trips to dallas and for some other people as well uh we're gonna come back and talk about uh nxc aw grand slam which is going on right now as we're recording uh the show and a little bit of prediction of the wwe draft so sit back relax we will be back in about three to five minutes greetings from the great white north this is mr frets from the fretzelmania podcast and you are listening to wrestle addict radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast my name is the monday night delight and my life has been pretty crazy you see i've been a wrestling fan since i was 10 and when i was 29 i started a wrestling show with my friend mitchell called the gift podcast you may have heard of it it was great but mitchell met a girl that he thought was even greater so he left the show when they got married and i still love him anyway i did the show by myself for a while but that got hard so i joined up with rant with ant and went to wrestlemania where i met the kings of the rings and that was awesome eventually though rant with ant went away but ant left us with wrestling radio hooray but then things got crazy in my life and i decided to stop doing the gift podcast for four months i didn't do a show except when goldberg won the universal title from the fiend i mean what was that all about i was so mad and I had no outlet. It drove me crazy and I had to start a new show. The Delight Show. Every Wednesday, we talk about all elite wrestling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, pop culture, and if we really, really have to, the WWE. It's a fun time and I'd love for you to join me every Wednesday on The Delight Show on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Bye! What is up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And if you enjoy what you've been listening to right now, I want to personally invite you to be a part of the show next week as we go live streaming on a simulcast across Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., where we discuss all of the biggest news in the world of professional wrestling, including an interactive live chat with all of our Kings of the Rings podcast fans from all across the world. So, Join us on YouTube at Kings of the Rings podcast or on Twitter or Twitch at KOTR underscore podcast each and every Wednesday night for Kings of the Rings podcast live exclusively as a part of Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the rest of the show. A wise man once said, 
if you step to the Kings, you best not miss. But in this case, you're listening to the smooth sounds of Kay Murphy, King Ricky Rose, and Will Terrace Shook. Combined, they are the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second half of our show this week, Kings of the Rings podcast, Extreme Makeover. I have made over the entire show because I have two special guests because Will and Kay have left me for the night. So I have AJ Skywalker, a former friend of the show, and our newest friend of the show, Alexis, representing the Down for the Count for Women Wrestling Podcast. Guys, thank you guys for, for joining me uh, on the show. But now we're going to talk, we talked about Extreme Rules and how lackluster of an event that may be. AEW Grand Slam is going on right now. And I do want to talk about AEW uh, at the moment. We can reveal some stuff uh, right now. Mr. Fretz, how shout out to Mr. Fretz, our Canadian national treasure, um, <laughs> is saying AEW is amazing tonight. I'm revealing to you guys now what everybody knows who's watching AEW right now or watching us simultaneously. The AEW Grand Slam set is a big fight feel. It looks like a big deal right now. Arthur Ashe Stadium looks perfect for this venue. First time ever, and I, I think a wrestling event has ever been in a tennis stadium, and why not do it in the most famous tennis stadium in the world next to Wimbledon? Um, the set has looked fantastic, uh, and it's been a good show from what I've heard. What do you guys think of, of the AW Grandson show? What you guys have seen as we've been recording this podcast? Oh, I'm mad that Brian Pillman Jr. just lost to MJF. Oh, so I'm salty kind of about that. Uh, I I used to ride big for him, but he's kind of boring <laughs> me right now. So did you did you see the tweet before the show? His parents tweeted out. Uh, that they didn't like, MJF, like they had, they were wearing a t-shirt and they had signs that said like fuck MJF and everything like that. I just saw time. a sign that said MJF. <laughs> like what? Uh, those Long Island kids, what are you gonna do with them? I, I I do I do like the setup though. It looks like they went the route with the uh, LED ramp, like uh, uh, WWE does with WrestleMania and stuff. They really went out of their way to try and make this feel special. My one critique with AEW and their production a lot of the times though is that a lot and and, and WWE all their sets start yes. looking the same, and it's I, I yeah. really wish that they would change them up for special events like this. I mean I know. You know, they did bash the beach once AEW and their idea of, of jazzing up the set was throwing up like inflatable <laughs> beach balls and a fake. Set. It's like they, they have a budget now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully uh, oh, it looks like uh, Fretz is backing me up on the MGF on the MJF stuff uh, with his parents. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I do wish both of them like it just feels like everything feels like yes. it's homogenous when um they do these shows and I wish they kind of spruced them up a little bit, but it looks great at, uh, at, at Arthur Ashe. And, um, I guess the one thing I did read online was that they want to try to make this an annual event and, um, you know, kind of like they do with fighter fest and, and those kind of events where uh, fight for the fallen, where it's a, a special dynamite. And with the deal now with TNT and TBS, where they're going to do, uh, four special episodes on TNT uh, each year. I I, I, lo- I love that idea. You know, I, I like that they you know they they kind of have your core pay per views, and I like the idea of like a mini pay per view. It gives it kind of like a takeover like feel, but erase dynamite yeah. from it. Like call it AEW. I don't need I don't need to have 
I don't need to have it say AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Call it AEW Grand Slam. Make it its own thing. Don't put Dynamite, because when you put Dynamite, it's like, oh, it's just like a, a an elevated episode of a, sh of a show that comes on every week. Make this a bigger than normal thing. I think if you put in Dynamite in the title, it kind of takes away from the specialness that it could be the show. If you said, hey, we have AEW Grand Slam, every year that's like grand slam fighter fest uh whatever other things they call but are not paper uh, bash at the beach you know if you take dynamite out of those they they in my mind and from a marketing standpoint become a bigger show than just a regular you know running about dynamite you know that, that's a more critique of it looks like we got looks like we got the malachi black uh and the Great White Knight of AEW Special <laughs> oh, Wrestling we'll, Cody we'll, 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 we'll get to uh, Cody. Uh, you know. <laughs> so someone uh, someone texts me and they go, "Do you think Cody Rhodes is gonna or something like that?" They're like, uh, "Cody Rhodes is gonna stop Satanism." No, isn't he? Cody like, Rhodes is going to bleed no. <laughs> like the Passion of the Christ tonight. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> uh, he he. Better. That's what I'm going for. That's what he lives for: <laughs> self promotion. Uh, Savior complex, tolerance, <laughs> and um, and bleeding. Yeah, he when, he when he goes into politics, he better bleed in every promo. <laughs> oh, just like, cause he like just you know raises his forehead and then like he hits it and blood <laughs> starts. <laughs> it is Cody of the Christ. I would have named the show Cody of the Christ if I didn't call oh it Extreme God. Makeover. Uh, um, <laughs> But the first match that happened on AEW Grand Slam, as we're talking about this right now, Daniel Bryan, I was going to say Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Kenny Omega, yes, a dream match. Yes, it was not for the AEW title. Yes, it went to time limit, which I don't know if I would make that match of your candidate if it goes to a time limit. But before we knew all of this, <laughs> what were our thoughts on this match? And I also find it interesting, and I'll put this out here uh, right now to you, Alexis. Uh, I don't know if you were on top of it, but I also get... Uh, notification stuff. The Players Tribune, the thing that was created by Jader, one of the most brilliant things that an athlete has ever done. Um, Daniel Bryan posted a thank you letter to WWE this morning before his debut match in AEW. Did any of you guys, and I'll point to you, Alexis, did you get a chance to read it? Or at least read some of the highlights of it? Yes. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. Really quick. It's Cody I, bleeding. I it's Cody bleeding. Slide by. Homelander came out with a fucking Thank tape. you. Thank you. We have been calling his ass Homelander for weeks now. Oh, now he's going to oh, bring out. Brandy Frank, wait, did Brandy have a child yet or not? Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, it's they had her just in time for uh, Rose to the Top. Liberty, Liberty, that's right. Bill that's Rose. right. Liberty, Liberty Justice for yes. All. Oh my God. Oh, Ms. and Mrs. Forever, though. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, so yes, the Players Tribune. Uh, I'm sorry. Why does he? Why do? Why do I feel like he, Malachi's not going to win this one now? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I I hope he does. Like I think uh, losing Malachi Black, um, Tommy in, like Tommy in. That's going to be one of the biggest things WWE is going to look back they and be like, a, shit, they had we really screwed up with him. And, you know, like, I, I, I'm i a sucker for when, well, see what? Okay, and they're acting like Rosario Dawson jumping on his back. I'm like, Zelina Vega does that on a daily <laughs> basis, okay? Like, he gives her piggyback rides, like, fucking everywhere. You ain't nothing special. You didn't grill oppress him. Shut up. Uh, 
like my biggest like out of that whole thing when he was in Money in the Bank is you know afterwards people like to you know they customize the Money in the Bank briefcase. And I'm just sitting here thinking of all the cool shit he could have done. I would have bought the lunchbox, <laughs> the backpack, the purse, the mini backpack, the matching luggage. Like him and Ruby, if they had one, I would have spent so much money on that. And I'm like, just imagine walking through an airport with like custom made Alistair Black, Malachi Black luggage. Nobody would steal your shit. They'd be yeah, too afraid to touch Because the hell spawn would have come out of it. <laughs> uh, but let's go let's go back to Players Tribune right now. It's okay. It's sorry, okay. Sorry, uh, sorry. AJ, what were your thoughts on, on Daniel Bryan's letter to WWE? Um, it was awesome. Very classy as, as Bryan usually is. Um, it was nice seeing a former WWE guy not completely trashing the WWE on their way out. Um, so that was, that was different to see. Um, you know, I, I, I thought it was a good job by, by Brian. It, it re- yeah. really was. And I thought that, um, you know, it just, it, it just kind of speaks to who he's always been. And I mean, if you listen to him and you listen to Adam Cole, they didn't choose to leave WWE because they weren't happy there. They choose to leave WWE because they wanted to go to AEW. It wasn't because they felt as though they were being mistreated or that they didn't like things. And, and, and they know your bridges, Um, Mm -hmm. you you know, so they, you know, they know that at some point they can use it as leverage to possibly move on, uh, move back to WWE at some point, Uh, you know, Danielson's, wife is still connected with wwe so i'm sure he didn't want to burn that bridge for her or make life any more difficult for her as well um just a great Absolutely. job adam adam cole will return to wwe yes. when Britt baker learns how to wrestle um <laughs> no um i didn't mean to go off don't trust me you, we need to go off on the cody chance that means we can that means we can skip the cody segment um, later <laughs> Okay, well, let me let me be the let me let me just say some good stuff before I turn into a <laughs> bitch about Cody Rhodes. Um, Brian Brian has very Mr. Danielson. I'm just going to call him that. He's always been a very class act. He's always been a very sweet guy. From like anybody who's ever interacted with him, they said, "Yeah, what you see is is him. He's just you know some some guy from what Seattle, and he's you know he's really cool and." You know, WWE gave him a lot of people like people knew who he was, but WWE made him like a bigger star, too, because people who didn't watch him on the indie scene, it only made them yeah. like him more. Um, and I, I've always liked him. He's a class act guy. And uh, I just I wish him the best for the rest of his career. And I just hope that he's careful because he's got a wife at home and he's got two beautiful kids. He needs to be dad, too. And. But I just wish him well and everything. And, you know, maybe one day we'll actually see where the Hall of Fame means something. Three years will be in the Hall of Fame. By the way, Mr. Fred is saying the crowd is putting with shout out Cody. Damn right. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York, Cody Rhodes. (laughs) I love New York crowds. Y'all don't hold back. I love it. Osby. Speaking of he which, told. the main event tonight, which hasn't gone on yet, as we as we have this recording, Britt Baker DMD versus Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Ryan, currently with the softest hands I've ever touched in my life, my Lord Almighty, Ruby Ryan. Um, <laughs> absolutely amazing! I'll never forget that two seconds of my life. Um, <laughs> AJ, do, does Britt Baker drop in the main event to Ruby Soho? 
You know, before today, I didn't think there was any way Ruby Soho was going to win the championship. And then about an hour before the show started, they pretty much leaked out that this was going to be the main event tonight, which, you know, of course, gets the skeptical person who's been watching wrestling for entirely way too long, gets the wheels moving, and you're like, ah, oh, something is afoot here. And, mm-hmm. um, and you start thinking maybe, you know, Ruby's got a lot of momentum right now, a lot of buzz from uh, coming over to WWE, from WWE um, getting a lot of uh, good publicity. She comes across great in her interviews. She's been on the podcast circuit. Um, you know, she did AEW's podcast. She was just a, a guest on Renee Paquette's podcast this week. You know, you listen to Ruby talk, and it's really easy to like her. Um, you know, I could see uh, a situation here where Ruby does win the title and, and maybe drops it back to Brit at some point. I think the money match in the women's division, which I think will probably happen uh, at some point, maybe maybe at full gear, um, is is going to be that Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa match. That's that rematch, and it'll be for the title. And um, you know, I've already heard some rumblings possibly inside the stage. Um, so, so you think Britt would hold on to the title till at least that? But hey, the way wrestling works, she could drop the title and then win it back again. And 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 Ruby obviously would get a huge pop from the crowd if she ends up winning it tonight. And Tony Khan has a way of wanting to send people as home as you should as a wrestling promoter. Um, and then let's be honest. With, let's be honest with ourselves right here. Let's do. Let's do. Let's have an honest conversation right now. Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Riot, currently with the softest hands I've ever touched in my life, um, could have been a world champion in WWE. Hundred percent. She had the oh, wrestling yeah. acumen. She was great on the mic. I mean, did you see her other wide squad people? However, she was great on the mic. Um, she had it all. If it wasn't for four horsewomen dominating the scene, she probably would have had a shot at the title a lot more, a, a lot more often. So she can hold the toy championship that is the AEW Women's Championship. That's not trying to bash it. It looks like a plastic toy. Okay. Give those girls a real championship like you gave the men. Um, that's all I'm saying. You know, so it wouldn't shock me. Um, the only thing that would shock is that she got that real quick. That's like putting the that's like when the big show came in and be like Hulk Hogan on the first night and won the world title. Like that's real quick, and you got to live up yeah, to it. That, well, this this is and this is part of the issue I do have with AEW's booking and their reliance on their ranking system um, because you look at their ranking system and you're like, well, this person has this many wins. This person has this record. They should probably be the next one in line for the championship. And you write yourself a convenient way to kind of get around that with her winning the battle Royal. Um, but it does feel like it's happening very quickly for Ruby. Um, I'm not overly mad at it. Um, I, I, in a way I kind of, I'm kind of happy it's happening because I kind of wish they didn't book themselves into a corner with yeah. their ranking system. Um, mm-hmm. um, because it feels like, I mean, case in point, a couple weeks ago, uh, we didn't see the butcher. We hadn't seen the butcher for months. All of a sudden the butcher comes back. They win one tag team match on dark. They're the number one contenders for the tag team title. How the shit did that happen? 
that hasn't makes, even that been makes there. absolutely that makes absolutely no sense because like the number one contenders are like but not even a week ago was uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah, it, it's it's very very odd, and and I feel like they do book themselves into corners with their rankings. So I in a way it was a little bit refreshing to see somebody just show up, similar to what happened with Brian Cage when he showed up and when he, the men's Joker's Battle Royal when he debuted and he got a championship match. It was kind of nice to see a little bit of change in the booking direction where somebody got hot shotted and yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Good luck to Ruby Soho. I wish her nothing but the best. Uh, CM Punk has a match. Two days from now, or tonight, but you won't see it until two days from now. He's going to face Powerhouse Hobbs with Hook. Somehow, someway, CM Punk's winning this match, even though you look at this on paper, Alexis, and you, look, you say Powerhouse Hobbs should beat the absolute shit out of Punk. Somehow, Powerhouse, somehow Powerhouse Hobbs is going to lose... How is this match not Punk versus CM Punk? It's 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 the power of the straight edge. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to piss off any straight edge people. Yeah. Uh, here here's here's my thing with CM Punk. Um, we've said what we said about Phil, <laughs> Phil on our show. Nice. Um, at yeah, Phil, um, Phil and his wife. So let's get that straight. Um, April, yes. April oh. with her, like oh. the most misogynistic promo ever done in that time of WWE. He better fucking kick out of this crossroads or I'm going to be mad. Did, uh, get your ass off the apron, Arn. <laughs> it's okay. okay. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, it's my boy Malachi Black. Like I gotta, I gotta, I'm riding or dying for him tonight. Um, here's, here's what I think. Phil's going to get what he wants. He'll get these matches He'll beat people. He he beat their golden boy Darby Allen, whatever. He beat them. Uh, then Arn. Oh, that's classless. Attack. You mm-mm. anyway. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Serious it's time, okay. Alexis. Come on. All right. I, I'm not going to worry about Punk and AEW because I'm giving it a year and a half before something happens between Cody or some part of the elite and, and Phil. And then you're going to see the AEW stands and the CM Punk stands turn on each other. And that's going to be fucking World War III I am so excited terms. for that. <laughs> and I know it's not like, I, I'm just saying, because we all know, like, okay, Phil's come out. And he said, you know, he wanted to come back to wrestling. He wanted to come back to AEW because of the way they handled uh, uh, Brody Lee's passing and how they kept that all from under wraps. And they did, the, you know, they were respectful about it. And I will give them props for that for now till forever <gasps> oh he just black missed him and of course yes that's my boy <laughs> sorry we didn't go to a sorry. we didn't go to a wrestling show with you alexis <laughs> yeah uh man so this uh so for tiff's birthday her birthday's in december we're all meeting up uh me and the color meeting her up in ohio we're going nice. to smackdown and uh yeah we're she i apologize to her in advance but I, I'm, I'm honestly just going to wait and I'm going to wait it out with him because he's he's going to keep going till he gets what he wants. 
and he could change. I don't know. But I think something's going to happen between the elite that includes Cody and and CM Punk. And then the fans are just going to oh, yeah. turn on each other. And I'm just going to sit back and watch it going. I mean, okay. you said year and a half. I, I honestly think you're being generous. <laughs> I'm going to give it six months before, before Phil and Cody have because, issues. Because you know, he, you know he's co- he oh, wants to come after that title. And if it's not off of Omega by, by then, you know it's, it's going to be someone else. So if, it, if it's, I hope it's still not on Omega. But if it is, and he wants that title shot, you know Omega is going to be like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna. Oh, you don't know that's ho- what he's gonna don't do. Hogan him yet. Well, that's why he. <laughs> well, no, you know that's how he. Okay, so get this. So the the time when he lost the Impact title to Christian, when he was down in AAA, he's had that AAA belt for almost three years now, and he was supposed to drop it to Andrade. But for some reason, AEW has control over where he drops the Triple A title, and I'm like, you guys don't even have that's, control of your own title because of Kenny Omega. <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't want to drop it to Andrade, and I'm like, no, you need to drop it to Andrade, that, like right now, because people are getting. Sick. Right, that is people an example of horrible decision making. And from my from my standpoint, you want to work with these companies. You want to take their titles, but you don't want to give their titles back to them. Granted, you're putting it on Andrade. He's going to remain in AEW. It looks good for everybody. It looks good for everybody if Andrade has the title. Yeah, I think the reason why they didn't. Yeah, the reason they didn't want to do it, I think, was because he had just lost the the Impact title to Christian a couple days before. So they were like, oh, we're not, we're not, we don't want him losing two times in a week. And you know, making him look weak. It's yeah, Kenny Omega. It's, it's fine. Give somebody else a rub, goddammit. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we yeah. talked about Cody Rhodes exactly. and Malachi Black ad nauseum right now. I have my graduate Cody Rhodes. All right, here's my question, because I'm not watching it right now. Um, I also just don't have TNT. Did Cody Rhodes, <laughs> did Cody Rhodes go through the middle again, like, as the only person to go through the middle entrance? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Give it up, yeah. Cody. <laughs> and he came out with a came out with a long flowing cape. Popping circumstance. Like F fourteen like Tomcats flew over. Just, uh, cosplaying. <laughs> I've I, never I, seen I, a more important <laughs> mid carter in my life. Thank you. Oh my god. Okay. So like, I actually timed it one night. His entrance is longer than Jericho's by wow. one minute. And Jericho's a former world champion. If you ever. Yeah, and it's just like he—he's a mid Carter in his own company, but it's like you have the longest entrance for a mid Carter. You're the only mid Carter I could think of in AEW right now that has pyro when you come out. You have to bring out the whole family. Like I'm surprised they didn't bring the baby with them at this point. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming. Don't I worry, mean, it's coming. Bring the dog, bring the baby, bring Art Anderson, bring the wife, bring whatever. Bring Dusty Rhodes it's back his, to it's the his, dead. It's his, his future but political it's entourage. Like Come on. Oh, oh, God, oh, I hope not. Oh, it's, he's he's, he's taking Georgia on name no, alone. Watch. I, you know, and all I, all I have to say to Cody um, is if you guys really want to hear some Cody bashing, go listen to our It's not even bashing. Did you do a roast episode on Cody? I've got it all out on our show. Nice. Yes, we did. We did a roast on Cody. Um, 
I'm sorry that you didn't get what you thought you deserved in the WWE, but you're not deserving of that now. Nothing has changed. You're not your dad. You're not your brother. Say what you want. I thought Stardust was over. It's <laughs> just me. And, and then here's the thing. He comes out and then he flip-flops on it. He says he hates do- he hated doing Stardust, but then I've seen interviews where he said he loved doing it. So it's like, pick a side, dude. Like, come yeah, on, We'll man. see what happens when uh, Rhodes to the top or whatever the hell his Miz and Mrs. Um, parody show is going to come out with. Total Cody. Total Cody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be the spinoff. Total Cody. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, let's oh, move Jesus. on. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. We also have, speaking of email greatness, uh, you have Grandfather's Thing versus uh, with, with Grandson Darby uh, versus FTR. Which wow. Wow. Look at that. Right look now. at that. Um, yeah. Yay. Good. I mean, I'm a Darby. I'm, I saw Darby Allen in a match with... Uh, Myself and well, when Evolve was a thing. You remember Evolve, AJ? Um, you know, the thing that WWE bought out. <laughs> um, where I saw Darby Allen pull off a fantastic match against Cassius Ono slash Chris Hero. It sounds weird on paper, but that match is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I like just been, so I have, I have a lot of respect for Darby Allen. Obviously, a lot of respect for Sting. Cool guy, I met him in person. FTR. One of the best tag teams in the history of wrestling, especially in the modern era. They're great guys. So I think they put up, they're probably going to put on a fun match. I want to see how many bumps Sting takes in the crowd. Oh I'll tell God. you what. I'll tell you what, man. I've been really impressed with how Sting has looked in the limited action he's gotten since he started working with AEW. Like, I... I at first, I was very, very concerned, um, you know, especially after <laughs> Seth almost killed him. Well, um, I feel like we said it about you know, Seth that, like every two years. That, that it, was, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to see Sting take this bump or anything like that. And he's, he's looked pretty good. I mean, looks definitely looks better than Paul White. And, you know, not that that's a high <laughs> bar to clear. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's he's... He's looked good, and it's almost to the point where it's like, all right, I, I, I don't, I think he's hung around Darby too long at this point. I think it's time to kind of cut that loose and let Darby kind of be his own star and not have this whole weird Uncle Sting, you know, with with his, his nephew, Darby, um, you know, and, and let Darby kind of run on his own because I think there's some legs to Darby as a talent in this company. Um, and he doesn't, he never needed thing to begin with. Um, probably not. It was a cool story at first, but now I think it's, it's time to just let, let, let's cut that loose right now and let Darby do his thing. And, and let's sting, let's sting give a rub to some of these other young guys on the roster. And, and, you know, I, I could see sting doing something with MJF. I could see sting doing something, um, you know, with uh, with Scorpio, Sky, or Ethan Page, or something like that. Like, well, he already did technically, but uh, more on a one-on-one type thing. I, I think there, I think you can get something out of Sting at this point in his career, um, and Darby's ready to be cut loose and let. There him is something to be said. I know. I think you girls covered it, Alexis, or have mentioned or wanted to cover it mm. uh, with AEW. There is something to be said about the misuse. I'll say misuse of Scorpio Sky and other talent like him in AEW. There, there is a 
there's a trend that I'm noticing with AEW that is not the same trend with WWE, surprisingly enough. And you'd think that these trends would be on the opposite companies, but they're not, which I find very, very interesting. And that is another topic for a completely different time, which I'll let you girls cover, um, or we can even collab, because I know that some <laughs> of you guys have noticed, and I didn't notice it until you girls started pointing it out, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, so that is that is something to be talked about at another time, but it, it is something to to kind of look into. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we hold AEW, um, and again, you know, we'll talk about that again, but um, when you when you come out of the block saying that you're going to, you know, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but when you come straight to, out of the block saying we're going to use, uh, you know, black talent, Asian talent, Hispanic talent, our women's division. Yeah, you're going to be more inclusive than, you know, other companies. And then you don't. And then, like, all your shows end up looking like a big old jug of <laughs> mayo. And that's putting it yeah. nicely. And that's coming from the white girl. So, you know, uh, if I can see it. Other people yeah, can see know, it as well. Yeah, so let's move on from AEW, which I hope they're doing a good show, and I hope Will and Kay are having a great time, because they probably are, but this is Kay's first time seeing CM Punk ever, and that's, like, Kay's top top wrestler, like, of all time next to Jeff Hardy. Uh, yes, so let's, let's move on to NXT. I've been talking about NXT, uh, and we are on the show have been talking about NXT and the NXT 2.0, and I've even talked about it with you, AJ, on, on your Facebook group, the Doomsday Device, by the way, which is a fantastic wrestling Facebook group. If you just want, if you just want just the facts about stories, find AJ's wrestling group, the Doomsday Device on wrestling. He, AJ finds the articles, Gives a summer, gives a summary of it, and he lets you make your own opinion. And that's what I love about your Facebook group, AJ. That you give everybody a chance, and you give everybody a chance to form their own opinions. You don't put your opinion on anybody else, which I think is fantastic. But NXT 2.0, first episode, kind of eh. Second episode, they said we're just gonna unload a whole bunch of crap on you and we're gonna see if you like it i mean we've already seen the brand new set which would with all the lights and stuff i still kind of like um you know it gives me like a yeah. wcw saturday night mix with like an an, an upscale like nx an upscale full sale <laughs> you know that's what it's it wcw saturday night yeah oh <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah, my God. you know, yes. and then they did this whole segment with the future of NXT. And if you look right now on the screen, that's your future of NXT right there. Your Carmelo Hayes, Trick, Odyssey Jones, which, oh man, I love Odyssey Jones after just seeing him in one match. Yes. <laughs> Odyssey know. Jones, a local boy for me, he went to my high school. Did he really? Yeah, no yeah, Corm, New York. Nice. Yeah, he's a Longwood boy. Obviously, he graduated much later. I graduated a lot later <laughs> than he did. But yeah, Odyssey is uh, is a Longwood high school boy uh, yeah, from Corm, New up. York. So shout I got a little Odyssey. rooting factor for him. Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs, who we have interviewed on this podcast, Carmelo Hayes, who we sponsored his final match on the Indies. Uh, and then the guy next to Josh Briggs, who looks like a dollar store, Dean Ambrose, uh, is also on there, and Joe Casey. But that's your future of NXT. All of these guys got a lot of time to shine. Um, Josh Briggs and his redneck APA gimmick. Carmelo Hayes got a lot of time to shine. Odyssey Jones, Joe Casey. There is just, there is a crap ton of talent. Um, and I was thinking about this, AJ. 
when you know, especially when like, oh, what's NXT gonna do now? Um, and I feel like I have this conversation with Will and Kay all the time. Like, what's NXT gonna do? We're losing all these people, blah, blah, blah. But out of the blue, here's more, 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 more. We're just gonna give you more people. You fail to realize, and I'm on my soapbox, I get it. What you fail to realize, WWE signs a fuck ton of people all yes. the time. <laughs> yes. All yes. the For time. Every, every wrestler they release, yeah. they sign five. They're freaking like Johnny Allison's oh, yeah. a wrestling recruitment. Um, they, <laughs> yes. they are signing people all the time, and you have to survive the PC. Because I've seen the PC workouts on YouTube. That's not for the week of heart. You, yeah, you have no. to survive the PC to even be considered to make it to TV. Um, and some guys are just able to do it. And so what you're seeing right now on TV is probably the cream of the crop that they have in the PC. And all of these guys got time to shine and all of them looked really good, especially, especially the guy that we can't call a Steiner, but is clearly a Steiner in Braun Breaker. Alexis, have you been able to see Braun Breaker, a.k.a. Steiner number three? Um, I wa I seen him on um, the when they rebooted NXT uh, last week and then this week and I'm not gonna lie, um, I grew up watching the Steiner Brothers so when I saw him do the Steiner recliner <laughs> and then if you I, I lost it I was like a little kid again and then if you looked at his boots it was uh, the dog face gremlin boots it says yeah. bite me and I was just like you know that is such a great homage to his uncle and his dad and yeah. I love it. Um, I just, I hope, I hope they just don't have this man barking like a they dog won't have, trying to do math. They won't have to. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing. The crowd was barking. The crowd was barking. The crowd knows. I was the like, it's, was it's a very full sale as crowd. They're kind of getting it now. They're kind of getting behind NXT. They literally started chanting 2.0, 2.0. Like, it's right now, it's working. Yeah. Um, and you look at this Braun Breaker guy, he's got a physique like no one's business. Like, he looks like a son. He talks like a son. Oh, my God. He, ta he talks like a Steiner. He did the Steiner recliner. At some point down the road, they're going to have to acknowledge that he's a Steiner. And so he dresses like them. I <laughs> he, I think it's it's kind of weird. Like a girl, Janae, um, she catches on to stuff like that. And I wish I had that superpower. But she goes, look at his green gear and then look at NXT 2.0's um, yeah. new signage. He's and, a golden child. I mean, he's. I think he's... He's got great potential. Um, NXT seriously needed this reboot. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, um, everyone's had their opinions, but there was that one where after they had released a bunch of people that we hadn't even seen on TV, they yeah. were just sitting back there. And uh, what was it? Someone said Hunter turned NXT into his own pro wrestling gorilla. <laughs> he just wanted to sign everybody he could get his hands on. And then they just didn't care about it. They also had to cut. They and had to save some money. They, they had budget cuts. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's a whole other story. But, like, it was, it was true, though. He was just going around signing up anybody he could get, a, like, his hands on. And uh, Nicole made a very good point where, for a while, they were building... Because NXT was always originally the place where you prove yourself so you could either be on the main roster or you wouldn't work in WWE about the great matches that Sasha and Bailey and uh, Becky and Charlotte had, they were only in NXT for like a year, a year and a half. When they were rocking and rolling. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
And then, like, I think Becky was only there for, like, six months before she got called up to the main roster. And, you know, people tend to forget that. And a lot of it, like, Nicole's, this is Nicole's idea, she blames the fans at Full Sail because you've got guys like Gargano and Ciampa. And I understand why Ciampa's champion right now. They're going to make him a train, like, final piece of the old guard dropping the belt to the new guy. So I understand that. But you have guys like Gargano and people who just did not want to come up on the main roster, which I got a problem with Johnny Gargano. Figure out what you're going to do because we won't need you because we have all these new people coming in. Listen, there is a place for Johnny Gargano when he's done in NXT. It's probably called AEW. Um, his contract's coming up anyways. Um, and uh, but, yeah. but Candace and Johnny do have a baby on the way, so there's a big decisions that are going to be made with the Gargano family. I love Johnny Gargano myself. I think he's one of the best creative minds in pro wrestling. That's actually a wrestler. The man super kicked a skeleton at Halloween Havoc. And it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I'm not, and I don't have anything against him personally, but it's just like when you are like, how, okay, how can I say this? I'm trying to think. And of course, FTR lost. If, you're in if you're in NXT because I know Tommaso Ciampa said he must end his career at NXT because he his because of his neck. Johnny says the main reason he won't go up to the main roster is because of the traveling stuff. Yeah, and it's just it, it makes it makes no sense. And it's just like I understand they do that, but it's like you were an indie wrestler. How to travel? Who work? Who would work? Who would work in California one night, catch a flight to Florida the next? And then you fly from Florida to, I don't know, Utah. So you're already traveling. So, I mean, isn't that part of the game of being a pro wrestler is like it sucks, but you do have to travel a lot, though? I I think there's another aspect to this, too, that they're not going to obviously talk about because they work for the company. But you look at Johnny Gargano, you look at Tommaso Ciampa, uh, you look at Kyle O'Reilly. You look at Adam Cole, who's no longer there anymore. These are not the typical main roster, six foot two, they don't fit the archetype, four, two hundred and fifty pound guys. Yeah. And let's not let's not think for one second that they're not aware uh, of how they would be booked on the main roster, and it wouldn't be booked wow. as favorably as they're being booked on NXT. Um, so, yeah, if I was Johnny Gargano, I would not be in a rush to go yeah. up to the main roster. I would do my time in NXT, and when my contract's up, I'd look to see what my options are. And if my option is sign another deal to stay there with some maybe a little bit more guaranteed money or a little bit more guaranteed creative uh, push, then maybe I stay. If not, I go to AEW. I go to Impact. I mean, I would mm-hmm. love the one thing I was talking about with my friends the other day. Wouldn't we love to see Johnny and Tommaso end up in AEW as DIY again and work with teams like yes. the Young Bucks and work with teams like FTR and 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 uh, um, with um, Ortiz and Santana and and, and the Lucha Brothers? I mean, yeah, that would be a huge boom for their tag team division. Hell, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of them go to Impact. Gargano would be a main event if he went to Impact. Absolutely, yes, he would. And the, the, you make a good point about the whole, the whole, you know, how they'll be treated on the roster because they don't put the archetype. We, 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 we've 
often forget how much of an anomaly the Daniel Bryan story is, how much of an anomaly the Kofi Kingston push is as well. Those things... Yes. Hook Vince up to a true... Hook, hook Vince up to uh, a, a, a lie detector and ask him if he wanted Daniel Bryan anywhere Absolutely in not. That scene. Never mind for that one WrestleMania. Never, never. Time. He never... You know, with a... Never. He never he never planned for Daniel to be a main exactly. event on that roster. But the fans got behind him. You know, Kofi got a good seven, eight months. Yeah. And poor guy <laughs> didn't even get a rematch against Brock. It's hard. No. And and that's and that's like kind of like it and it that that still pisses a lot of people off to this day that Kofi's never gotten his I'm rematch. okay with it. But you know, but you'll throw, but like you'll, but ugh, home later on my TV. <laughs> but like you'll throw it back to the the same people like over and over again. They'll get title shots, yeah. but it's just like, yeah. What about Kofi, yeah. are are you guys just mad about pissing off the Edge Lords online? Scary. <laughs> One thing we won't have to worry about: Braun Breaker's a future main event. That's 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 pretty that's pretty definite. The kid's twenty three. Yes, that's scary. Yeah. Yes. He's twenty three. It makes you yeah. wonder what oh, the hell oh, you've done with your oh, life. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Yeah. No, Braun, Braun has looked very impressive. I like what I've seen out of him so far. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the other guys that I know they've been talking about down there. Uh, eventually, they'll work their way up there. I know Cal Bloom, who I guess is, uh, was it Van Wilder? I don't know. Where they're calling him, yeah, he apparently has a lot of upside mm. as well. So, you know, speaking of old guard, we still have these guys throwing haymakers all over the place. Kushida, Roddy Strong, and your <laughs> ROH match of the night. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. See, I, uh, I, I love Kushida. I love Kushida. <laughs> I love these guys. These guys are going to put on, they're never going to get called anywhere, but they're going to just put on show after show on the main roster. And props to him. Props to Roddy for getting something relevant because Diamond Mine look like something weird um, but then you have Malcolm Bivens who can talk his way out of a paper bag at this point I I actually really like the Diamond Mine gimmick I really I do this whole UFC fight <laughs> yeah. club type thing I, I really do I like, like the it a lot but yeah matching, I'm a sucker for a good tracksuit let's do it let's go but this match in particular was booked in the most WWE <laughs> way possible. Yeah. Like, it was oh, like, yeah. okay, let's have outside interference. Let's have, you know, uh, you know, the new American Alpha, whatever. Oh, no. Track Roddy, and then he takes the blindside by Poison Eye and throw him Jesus. back in, and now Roddy's going to get the jump on him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, who? Not, who, not did Poison Ivy. Did somebody go through Vince's garbage pail and pull this out and said, this looks like a great way to do a match? You gotta no. get you gotta get Roddy Heat somehow, oh, and then God, that's I... exactly what happened. Roddy, your new champion. But it's something I'm really excited about. Besides Amarita, who's or whatever her name is, or that is on the floor, writhing in pain or fake writhing in pain. Kaylee Ray has made it across the pond to NXT. One of the probably more than most definitely one of the most 
underrated performers and underrated champions of the modern era because um, she just wasn't seen so much on this side of the pond uh, as the NXT UK Women's Champion. Kaylee Ray, I think, is going to shine in NXT 2.0. And yes. she has she has a TakeOver match. If TakeOver still a thing, she has a TakeOver Women's title match in her future probably sooner than later because I think she will sign. Yes. Y'all, y'all need to go watch NXT UK. Like we always sit on the podcast, like this is the most, besides that and 205 Live, like y'all need to watch 205 Live and NXT UK because that wrestling is, not only is it like a way different kind of wrestling they do, it's like, yes, it's WWE, but it's still like the European-based yeah. wrestling, which I just, I fucking adore it. But you'll see some great ass talent there, and it's just like that's what makes me so mad. It's like, why can't you just call her Piper Nevin? Call Dude, her Piper drop. Nevin. Oh. I ain't call. I ain't call her. <laughs> but but go. I I think I think she's gonna fit in great to um, WWE, and when she does get called up to the main roster, she's going to be oh, a beast. She's gonna be a two fucking. She's gonna be she's a fight seven. AJ. What are your thoughts on... I, I don't even remember what his NXT name is. I just call him Joe Gacy, because that's how I've known him forever, as Joe Gacy. I, I, I think he was still being called Joe Gacy. I think he's is still it still Joe Gacy? Gacy? Ruby didn't even get... Ruby didn't even get an wow, entrance. Wow. What the fuck? Dude, that may have been bad. So it's still Joe Gacy then, right? Yes. It's... Yeah, still Joe Gacy, and, you know, he's, try, he's trying to make it... I, I like it because you can see... <laughs> But he is going to snap in about four weeks, and it's gonna be amazing. Oh, I love it! it it's a white yeah. liberal. You gotta love it. Like, oh my god! It's it's real. It, it, it's it's cool how they're trying to work in these characters now, uh, which is something that they kind of got away with. I re- I was reading something. I don't know if it was yesterday uh, or today, where they talked about you know the original NXT. You had guys with these kind of like crazy gimmicks and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, um, you know, we kind of saw the only one we really kind of saw doing that was Cameron. To the moon, baby. <laughs> so they're, they're, yeah. So they're, they're, they're definitely going to try to throw some things up against the wall. Look, I don't know if super supportive Joe Gacy is going to work, um, but We'll see how it plays out. You know, it's uh, he's clearly comfortable talking on a microphone. He's got a great cadence. Um, you know, he, he's he sounds great on the mic. We know he can work. Um, you know, he's he's not he's not one of those. Um, you know, we went to a football field and recruited an athlete. Joe Gacy is a yes, legit is. indie wrestler, um, and they're trying and they're trying something out with him. So um, yeah, let's, let's see if it sticks. Like I knew who. Sorry, I my camera was doing fine. something weird. Um, I uh, I didn't even realize that was Joe Gacy and Tom. Oh like, yeah. No. Uh, oh yeah. No. What they put. They do you know why you didn't know it was Joe Gacy because he has clothes on. <laughs> 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 yeah. They they yeah. That's they did so, I mean, and they're also trying Dante Chen, our their first Singapore performer, who great entrance. I need to see what he does more in the ring. So. We'll, we'll, we'll hold off on Dante Chen a little bit more. This, I'm very surprised at. Uh, the, the, the first female of Legado del Fantasma. Um, I totally am blanking out on her name at the moment. Uh, 
There it is. Alexa Lopez. Lopez. Great name. Simple, effective. She's awesome. She, I think she fills out that group. Um, I think she is going to be another great contender. I would love to see her and Raquel in the promo off. Just going yeah. at it in a different language. Screw it. I don't need to hear it in English. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just know. You know, uh, judge by facial expressions only. Be like, ooh. <laughs> it's been worked for Nakamura for this long, so. <laughs> You know, um, but I, I love it. Uh, I love her inclusion in it. They're 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 obviously messing around with Hit Row. Um, and I, yeah, and I mean, and whenever you, yeah, was, hey, I love them. I'm about to buy that shirt. And whenever you think that, like, you know, the women's division is just going to crumble in NXT, they just add more and more people. We're not even talking about like the. Uh, Frankie Monet and Raquel is next week. Uh, the uh, the women uh, the lashing out is gonna this girl someone lash is gonna have her promo like her her talk show on NXT next week. Mm-hmm. Huge thing. Um, I love how they repackage Harlem Bravado and Odyssey. Jones. <laughs> this is one of my more entertaining things. Like I hate Harlem Bravado when he was on the Indies because he was just a dick, and I was like, wow, they just changed his name and made him more of a dick. And I was like, <laughs> this is perfect to the fun-loving Odyssey Jones. So what were your thoughts, Alexis, on the, on, on the Chase, what is it, uh, Chase University and his, and his promos and stuff? Uh, he's giving me some mad Drew uh, Gulak, no flies okay, I can see that. kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, he's got to show me. I'm not really impressed with him right now. Um, I'm more impressed more with like Electra and uh, BFAB and where that's going, like where that fight they got into. Where I, I mean, I I grew up with girls like BFAB and Electra, like they were just gonna fight <laughs> your ass, like no matter what. And it's like someone in their crew is holding them back, and they're like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then they make that mistake of letting them go, and they just beat <laughs> the shit out of each other. Uh, I like Odyssey Jones. I think he's got a great future in NXT. I think he will be one of the guys that are called up to the main roster. I see him doing he's a great on SmackDown. Mark Henry. Um, I I am just I'm just here for the new blood because that's what wrestling is. It's like you can't keep relying on the same old like old names over and over again. You have to take chances and evolve with your audience because if you don't involve with the audience the audience absolutely speaking of evolving with the audience we have a little bit of a toxic attraction um (laughs) there are a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) so we have jc jane uh the brunette mandy rhodes (laughs) <laughs> what were they talking about? I was going to ask you what your thoughts on it, oh, but obviously God. you don't care. What are you talking about? <laughs> and Gigi Dolan, a.k.a. Priscilla Kelly, one of the raunchiest girls in the indies ever, which I love. I'd love to be some PK back in the day. Um, so since AJ has no idea what the hell they were talking about, Alexis, <laughs> <laughs> what were your I mean, thoughts look, on? Yeah, look, they're, they're, they're the mean hot girls. They're We've seen this gimmick a hundred times. We will see it a hundred more times. They are the mean hot girls of NXT currently. Um, You know, uh, Priscilla Kelly, uh, Gigi Dolan is 
a, a well-traveled veteran. She's she's worked the indie circuit. She's she's probably the strongest wrestler of the bunch. JC Jane does have some experience also on the indie circuit. And Mandy Rose, I don't really think got an opportunity to flex what she could do uh, when she was on the main roster. She had that little bit of a run when she had that feud going with Sonya Deville uh, back in SmackDown. What a feud that that we all forgot about at this point. Well, the, the stalker, the stalker ruined things. Yeah. Yeah. It was the jumping off point for both her and Sonya. Now Sonya's in a suit and, and, and Mandy's a brunette. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I always thought Mandy had some potential uh, as, you know, I'm sure they look at her and think, oh, oh, it's another Trish Stratus. But I, you know, she does have some potential. And we'll see where this goes. Um, you know, talent-wise, they're probably behind a lot of the girls that are already in NXT. But as a unit... I like their promo. I thought their promo went over well. So they had some pretty good writers for them. Deliverance kind of mad. But Alexis, as a, as a female, looking at this clear effort to attract the male audience in a weird way, what were your thoughts on their promos? I was behind them until they started talking because all I heard was it's just like Mandy Rose has never impressed me. She never has. To me, she is just one of those pretty girls who has a pretty face and she has a very hot body. I'm not going to lie. But she brings nothing else. She brings no sustenance. Like that whole time when she was with Sonya, the only time I cared about Mandy is when she was in that ah, thing. My with peach, Otis. Otis and Mandy forever. Like I just thought that was that was very cute, but it, she like she you she sorry I'm okay. going let, off let it out right now. You have hated your blood, let it out, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got plenty of hate. Um, you got a title match against Oscar. And that was one of the worst matches that Asuka has ever had in her entire WWE career. Hmm. And we want to talk about the rating system. She just walked out and she's like, oh, I'm number one contender. I'm like, what have you done? You do two matches a move and then you do that weak ass bicycle kick. It's, it's, it's the best thing she has. And it's like, and it's like, you know, when you're playing like, you know, WWE 2K or Mortal Kombat and you're only trying to smash buttons, but it keeps doing the same like thing sweet, over and over again. Yeah. Like that was all that was all her. And then it's just like she's like, I'm going to show there's a difference. I'm like, the only thing people remember about you is that every time you came out, Corey Graves sounded like he was <laughs> his pants. That's before that's before he started dating and, Carmella. <laughs> Then he had yeah, to change. It, it's it's just like... Well, and now he does it for Eva Marie. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I would never like that. I wouldn't like that because if I was going back... Because you know wrestlers go back and they watch matches. And um, if I walked, went back and listened to a match and I heard him talking like that or if he said... Because he says some pretty questionable shit about Sasha sometimes. And I'm just like... Listen, if you... If you've got a bag, Sasha's got a knife. And I mean, I'm one of the biggest Sasha marks you can find, but Sasha's Sasha's there for herself, and I love it. (laughs) Well, he he said something weird, like, just really bad one night, and I'm sitting here watching with my friends, and I'm like, uh, did he just say that? And they're like, yeah. And I'd be like, see, I couldn't do that, because if I went back and heard that he said that, I'd be walking up to him afterwards and being like, what's up? (laughs) 
what's what's up? Because I ain't here for the bullshit. Um, they need to prove themselves. I mean, Priscilla Kelly, I know about her. Um, I really have nothing much to say about her. I don't know about this J.C. Jane girl. But all three of these women have a lot to prove because we're not going back to the way women were portrayed. I mean, Mandy would have fit in great in the diva era. I'm just going to say it. But, like, she she and Gigi and this JC girl, they got a lot to prove to me personally because you got some of the – you got a lot of great women in that women's division – but y'all three are going to really have to work. Hope you guys are aware, even though this is NXT 2.0, Toxic Attraction is Absolution 2.0, and I will leave it at that. Uh, as we start to close out here on our show, once again, thank you guys, AJ and Alexis, for joining us. We do have one final segment. It's our Future Shock segment, where we try to predict the future of something happening in the world of professional wrestling. I'm going to keep this one easy for you guys. Our Future Shock revolves around the upcoming W. WWE draft. So, AJ, I'm going to give you SmackDown. Alexis, I am going to give you Monday Night Raw. And not necessarily. So, pending that the champions remain on the show, so you cannot pick a champion, your number one draft pick is who? Uh, who's going to be uh, Alexis? Alexis is giving it to you, so we're going to give it to you. AJ, who is your number one draft pick to SmackDown? Uh, I, man, uh, I hate to say it because it just seems so obvious, but uh, if I'm SmackDown, I'm, I'm taking Drew McIntyre. I'm, I'm taking Drew McIntyre. He's pretty much done everything he can do on Raw, and there's some definite fresh matchups that he can have on SmackDown. Um, obviously, the big one would be with Roman Reigns. Um, but I think if I'm, if I'm making the first pick and uh, I needed to take one non-champion from Raw and bring him over to SmackDown, I'm okay. taking Drew McIntyre. Alexis, who's your number one pick? I'm trying to think of everyone. Remember, you can also, right I forgot to add this, you can also bring an NXT talent up as well. Everything's on the board in the draft. We've seen a lot of crazy moves. I know who I would take from Raw, but I'm, I'm interested to see what she's going to say. I'm trying to think, because we, we did an episode of people who we would change up and go to like Raw and SmackDown. Um, damn. I think for my number one pick to come back to Raw, um, no, because he's currently, no, because Shinsuke's currently Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> Shit. Damn. It's a- <laughs> we just did an episode on the top of the <laughs> um, I And think- I totally confused mine too. I was sending somebody from Raw to SmackDown, <laughs> but go ahead. I'm trying I'm trying because the biggest one they have on SmackDown right now is Roman. And Fox just won't let any of the You don't have to you away. don't have to steal somebody from SmackDown. You can keep somebody on Raw just so that they don't go to SmackDown. Uh, for NX, if it was NXT, then um, I, I no, cause he get damn. It's hard. It's harder than you think. Cause you're trying to think of like who, cause it's raw, so you're trying to figure who out can, who, who could be a potential future headliner of a three-hour show. Yeah. I know, oh, okay. I think. 
Yeah, okay, well, you know what? If that's the case, I'm just going to play it easy because my brain's just like, I hate you right now because you don't remember shit. I would bring Seth back to Raw. I like that idea. I'd bring Seth Uh, back to Raw. I would think so. Seth. Uh, I was thinking Bianca. Mm. No, I want I want Bianca to stay on SmackDown because that could be her show. It could be. So, I mean, it are it already. I, is, I, but I think with I think though with Oscar being out right now, they needed they needed to bring somebody yeah. in there. Oh right, shit, the Ruby! Oh, Tapp. that's a shame. Well, because of fucking outside interference with because of Rebel and the other stupid girl Rebel. with them. Yeah. <laughs> For me, if I'm yeah. making my number one picks without my champions, um, number one pick that's a non-champion going to SmackDown is the almighty Bobby Lashley because I think Bobby oh, yeah. Roman is money. Set that bitch up. It's not going to be a survivor. Set that up for the Royal Rumble. Have those men go at it. I think... Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) For for Raw, I actually... I I agree with bringing Bianca over as well. Because I think no matter how hard you try, she already has the stench of Becky in that moment. So you got to... I feel like to save her in some aspect... Get her away from Becky. Have her go up against Charlotte, who I think Charlotte and Bianca is a great match. It's a great women's title match in the making. Two hyper, your two best female athletes going at each other will do wonders for that division and for Raw. Charlotte can. It all depends on very how true. It's booked, though. Very true. I trust Charlotte to be a fantastic heel to Bianca's face. I don't trust Bianca to be a face. I'm be to be a heel. My fault. I trust Bianca to be a be a good face, but I think it'll take a very nasty Charlotte to get Bianca over. But I think Bianca moves to Raw and Bobby, the Almighty, moves to SmackDown. Um. So yeah. That's just about it for our show this week. It's a pretty longer show, but we had a lot of opinions, a lot of things to talk about. And, you know, obviously Cody Rhodes had a really long entrance. Uh, so, <laughs> so that being said, I want to thank... So I do want to thank both of my special guest hosts, AJ Stone and Alexis from uh, Down for the Count Wrestling Podcast for joining me on my Extreme Makeover edition of Kings of the Rings podcast. So AJ Stone, any parting words and where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I occasionally use it to <laughs> nonsense about wrestling at AJ Stone Baby uh, on Twitter. And of course, as as Ricky said before, uh, we got a wrestling group on uh, on Facebook, the Doomsday Device on Facebook. It's open to the public, so if you're interested in coming in, getting some information on wrestling, and kind of letting your voice be heard, that's what we do there. Uh, I try not to post too many Meltzer articles because most of the time they're <laughs> bullshit. Very, very, <laughs> very, very true. Uh, and Alexis, over to you. Where can they find you? Tell them. Tell us about where you can find uh, Down for the Count Wrestling Podcast, and where they can find you on the socials and all that stuff. All right, uh, for Down for the Count Podcast, you can find us on Anchor and Spotify, which have been our home from the beginning, and we just now got on to yes, Apple congratulations. Podcast, so that, that's a very big Leave them five-star reviews. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Thank you. 
Five stars. <laughs> uh, I, I, sorry, I watched way too much Botchamania for my own good. Um, stop flagging Botchamania. Leave Matthew alone. Um, you can find our socials uh, on Twitter. We are down for the count 19. Uh, that's where me and Nicole tend to talk a lot of shit. And uh, we try to live tweet uh, each show. But again, she works a lot and I'm a stay-at-home mom. So there's sometimes I'm passed out in bed by 7.30. Not my proudest <laughs> moments. But uh, we like we like the trash talk um, make and just share memes, do that kind of stuff. Uh, Instagram, it's d4tc underscore 2019 or 19. Just type in d4tc underscore and that will pop us up. Uh, we usually post like news stories after we double check and make sure the news th that is correct. Um, clips from the show, random news, memes. We like wrestling Who memes. Doesn't? Can't help it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we did have a TikTok, but uh, not anymore because TikTok is boring now, I guess. I don't know. But I, I, we hardly use that. But just follow us on Instagram and Twitter and you can see some crazy stuff going on. Uh, Nicole will get people together on Twitter. It seems like there's two. If the scene sounds like two pe different people talking, that's me and her going back and forth on Twitter on people. <laughs> it um, happens. But yeah. Yes. At, um, come come check us out. And if you uh, actually have a topic for the show or for our roast sessions where we give wrestlers the tongue lashing that they deserve, drop us a line. Uh, you can send a voicemail on the Anchor app or you can DM us on Twitter or Instagram because we really like doing those roast sessions. It gets a lot of a lot of anger out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it's also good therapy. But yes, if you ever get a chance, please check out those four awesome ladies who have a lot to say about wrestling and a lot of knowledgeable and great things to say about wrestling because these girls know their stuff. For anything like Alexis, you are in for a very, very good time. Uh, so with that being said, you guys have been listening to King's Ring Podcast episode number 266, Extreme Makeover. I've had two fabulous guest hosts and AJ and Alexis from Down for the Count Wrestling Podcast. I am going to be working with them in the future. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me on Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on facebook on twitter on instagram like share subscribe leave us five star reviews listen to us wherever you listen to all of your podcasts like apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify even our secret soundcloud account which is not so secret because it's up on the top of the screen every time i talk about it <laughs> um listen to us by subscribing to rest exactly by subscribing to wrestle addict radio uh where you also get not only kings of the rings podcast you also get the fretzelmania podcast you also get the delight show um and you also will get some future some more shows in the future especially the young lines perspective who's working on some stuff right now until he finishes moving so on and so forth but you can subscribe to wrestle radio's social medias at attic underscore wrestle on twitter and wrestle attic radio on facebook and instagram when we come back or when i come back next week hopefully will and k will be back with me we'll talk about the inside look about what's going on on aew grand slam and that glorious cody entrance uh where we're going to predict the wwe draft we are going to talk about 
uh, extreme rules and how not extreme it was. And yeah, just Auburn general wrestling something about that time. We'll probably have tickets to Survivor Series as well. But until next week, folks, goodbye, good night. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Down for the Count. And somebody who's always down for the count because we fucking hate him is you, Slack. Fuck you, Slack. We will see you. Exactly. We will see you next week.